0: Oh
1: man! Oh man! we say, "I love the
2: Lord." Bless
1: the Lord.
0: 42, 43 years old. Heart attack gets you in a very, very quick hurry. Um, it's, uh, life is short. Make sure you know where you're headed. Somebody else. Brian, right, I love boarding.
3: I love the Lord and thank you for everything you've done for me. I've got several prayer requests. Um, our daughter in law Terry, stepmother found out today she had lung surgery and she has stage four of lung cancer. So remember her and yes. all that family and then our other daughter in law Carol just found out that one of her cousins has got pancreatic cancer, a real bad shape. remember all of them. Yeah and then Christopher's got to go Friday morning to have a procedure done on his toe. It's just at the doctor's office has had some infection in it and then they're gonna probably have to take part of his toenail off. But remember him and yeah. just remember it. he'll, pray for him that he'll get saved. Yes. I go in the morning to have a little procedure done on my sinuses, so remember that. It's not supposed to be anything serious or anything, but anyway.
4: A lot going on so just yes. a lot of prayer needed. Yeah. <clears throat> just remember a um Pepsi Cola man, he uh he's got double ammonia again. He's doing good for a little while now, he's back with ammonia. He's maybe thirty eight. She shows you how quick you can go. It don't matter the age. Mm -hmm. Ain't no age stop you from dying.
1: That's right. Last night before I went to bed, I prayed for him to keep showing me those kind of things. And there's a lot of him moving
0: every day that we, I, I guess, we just don't typically pay attention to. Yeah,
1: I'm just glad to know that he's always there. Amen. Any other
0: prayer requests? We'll go to the Lord of Prayer and lot to pray about. I remember my
5: uh, Remember my babies having some uh, kidney. Issues. Talked to him before I come here. He said okay, here. It's just uh, a little rough on him. He's got to go to the doctor tomorrow. To get some stuff sent well. Keisha had a rough day today and she uh, had a headache all day. Um, you know, it's going to break her. Yeah. Hey, Amen. Also, Elias has got to go to uh, Birmingham. Something the next month to get a uh, small surgery done, get a little cyst cut off his neck, but they got to put him to sleep. So, a uh, five month old baby being put to sleep is not something that's very confident yeah.
1: to me. So, y'all, y'all remember me. Amen. 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 Lord knows how to take care of that.
4: The ones battling with addictions, mm-hmm. we got a few in the church, you know, it's battling with some kind of it, you know. I'll tell you, it's been it's been rough on him. Yeah, I know for a fact of just watching him, I can see that. It's, yeah. Just see it in him.
0: Yeah. A lot of people battling a lot of things. And sometimes we have no idea a lot under the surface, a lot kept quiet. Let's Lord knows how to set people free. Amen. Mm-hmm. He knows how to break those chains that hold people down. Let's just pray for one another and pray for these. I'd like to see some of the people get saved. Some of these are even requests and some have been in the church house. I think, how can you walk out the doors and right there in front of you is what you're looking for. Let's pray for them. Lord, help them see. Let us be alive. They might see him through us. Any other requests? I
3: don't remember Schuyler. She went to uh, cardiologist yesterday, and this rhythmia that she has, she's probably going to have to have a cardiac ablation done to s- stop that no pathway or whatever. So she's got to go to okay. Birmingham. Don't know when yet, but she's got to run monitoring. Right. Let's remember her. Her mom will be having surgery in the morning on her foot.
2: I asked that you remember her.
0: So the Lord, whoever wants it, or whoever the Lord wants, maybe that's what we should say. Whoever the Lord gave something to. It. You just get ready. Just get ready. And you mind the Lord. Don't let the fear or whatever. And if six people get at the same time, that's great. Okay, we got time. We ain't going nowhere. Not in a hurry. I'd rather the Lord have his way and do some of this. So you pray church, pray God give you an open mind, heart. You may not say, I ain't got a whole bunch to do. That's okay. That's okay. If He gives you something to do, you just be ready to do that. And my Lord tonight. Any other prayer requests? If not, let's just all pray. There's a lot to pray about. And let's just ask God to help and, and be what we need in all this. Gracious Heavenly Father, Lord, we come to you tonight. We're thankful, Lord, that uh, Lord, that we can come to you and know, dear Lord, and trust, dear Lord, that you are able, Lord, to care for us and to care for our problems. Lord, how our heart, dear Lord, has been heavy today, dear Lord. How, Lord, we realize, dear Lord, how quickly life comes, dear Lord, and how quickly it goes. Lord, we pray, dear Lord, that, uh, Lord, that you would just take care of those, dear Lord, surrounding these families where they've suffered great loss. Lord, I pray that you'd send a the comforter their way. Lord, I pray, Lord, that you'd help us, dear Lord, that we'd be ready. Lord, not just that we're saved, dear Lord, but that our life is in tune with you, dear Lord, and the life that we've lived, dear Lord, would lead others to you. Lord, it seems like every time we turn around, it seems like the hour draws closer and closer. Lord, it doesn't seem like we have a lot of time left in this world. Lord, I pray, Lord, you'd help the church to be ready, Lord, to be faithful. Lord, I pray, Lord, for each need, dear Lord, several mentioned with the medical and physical issues, dear Lord, and health issues, Lord, you know them. Lord, you know what they're going through, you know the fear and the worry that's in their mind and heart, Lord, you know, Lord, how to give them peace, dear Lord, and comfort, Lord, you know how to stand beside the surgeon, dear Lord, and stand beside the family at the same time. Lord, I pray you just watch over them, care for them. Lord, I pray that you take care of, uh, Lord, those, dear Lord, that Lord, are just, dear Lord, drifting afar, dear Lord, away from me. Lord, I pray that you'd bring them back. Lord, keep them safe, Lord, in this time. Lord, don't let them, Lord, die, dear Lord, away from you. Lord, and I pray that you'd save the lost, dear Lord. We, Lord, have seen the expression, dear Lord, the pained look in people's faces, dear Lord, as they fight, dear Lord, with the Spirit. Lord, I pray, Lord, you'd, uh, Lord, be an overcomer in them, Lord, and help them to be an overcomer of the flesh and themselves. Lord, I pray, dear Lord, that convicting power still be real, Lord, in their heart and life. Dear Lord, don't let them go cold. Don't let them, dear Lord, turn away from you. Lord, and I pray, Lord, that you'd just help this church continue to be the life that's been, dear Lord, to be and to others. Dear Lord, I pray that you'd help it to grow. Lord, tonight, Lord, we just honor and glorify your name. Lord, lift you up. Lord, and I pray, Lord, whoever might, dear Lord, serve, dear Lord, you, dear Lord, by their lips, dear Lord, and by their actions, Lord, that you would bless them, bless their home, bless their families. Lord, I pray that you give each and every one of us what we stand in need of. And Lord, I pray, Lord, when we leave today, dear Lord, we'd be strengthened by you and by your word. Lord, we love you, we praise you, lift you up. In this sweet precious name we pray. Amen. All right, who else has got a song, testimony, or something you need to do? Try it one more time. The Lord's giving you something to do or say or whatever it is. If you need to do it, why don't you go ahead and do it? I, say, I love the Lord I'm so glad that
3: He was He's been there every time I needed mercy.
0: Yeah. Amen. 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 we be next. Amen. Amen. Somebody else?
4: the Lord hath created, woe unto him that striveth with his maker, let the pot fry, strive with the pots of the earth that shall make the clay say unto him that passion Raised him up in righteousness, and I will direct all his ways. He shall build my city, and he shall let go of my kingdom. Not for Christ nor Lord, said the Lord of hosts. Thus said the Lord, the labor of Egypt and the merchandise of Ethiopia and of the seasons. That, that they shall come over and they shall fall down unto thee they shall make supplication unto thee saying surely God is in thee and there is none else there is no God very art a God very thou art a God that hatheth thyself O God of Israel the Savior they, ashamed, they shall be ashamed and also profound in all of them they shall go and that they make makers of idols. That Israel shall be saved in the Lord, in the Lord with the everlasting salvation. He shall not be ashamed, nor confound confound the world without end. For thus said the Lord, that created the heavens, God himself that formed the earth, and made it He Hath established it, he created it, not in vain. He formed it to be inhabited. I I am the Lord, and there is no one not spoken in secret in the dark place of the earth. I said, not unto the seed of Jacob seek ye me in vain. I am the Lord, speak righteousness and I declare things that are right.
1: Amen. That's a whole lot by the way
0: then that scripture, Isaac can be a little deep sometimes but do you realize that God even declares himself to the world, to the lost. Like different levels of revelation. You y'all know that? There's different levels of revelation. Now let me say it. I won't get, you words, know, like he going with this? The Bible says that the heavens declare that he is God. Right? And you go outside and you look at the stars and you think, hey, it didn't just happen i know that's what the world thinks but really the stars are declaring the handiwork of god he said he didn't do that in secret or in the darkness of the earth he did that openly right and so the world even the world can know that there is a god the world itself points to him but to the saved person there is a further understanding a deeper understanding You can get closer to God than the world can get to God. You can know Him better because you're a child of His, Right? So, let me just put this on real simple terms so y'all don't think I went into some crazy doctrine. Y'all know me. But y'all don't know me like my kids know me. Right? Now, that's the same way with God the world may know that there is a God whether they deny him or not but they don't know him as father and I liked in there he was reading and he talked about pouring out the righteousness the father don't just pour out his righteousness on the world but he does on his children and I'm thankful that we can know that God and he can love us that way and we can know him in that special way But if all we ever do is just sit back at a distance from him, then all we have is the same revelation that the world has. But you can have so much more than that. You can have a relationship with God who created the heaven and the earth. And I'm thankful for that, that he loves us into an intimate relationship with him. So as Alex was describing, so that in the small things you can see his presence moving. You can see how he's ordaining things. or how Sister Morel says that mercy that just keeps continually walking in. And I don't believe that's just an expression. Because I felt that tangible presence of when I needed that mercy and I needed that grace or I needed that peace and I needed that comfort that it come walking. in. Into the room, and I'm thankful for that. But it's a real relationship. Somebody else have something you need to do tonight?
1: We, I know, love the Lord, and we need to be a hold of Him up because a lot of the country is not. A Amen. lot I'm trying to do away with Him. Of course, I'm retired from work, and I watch the news, and I don't need to because it's depression bad in parts of this country as people as in I don't know what you call it they're trying to do they are burning flags and Bibles and everything in the world and just yeah. we need to do away with all this and they don't realize what they're doing that's right. I don't believe yeah. one day they will they'll realize where they yeah. went wrong yeah. it may be at the end of time that they'll realize that's right that's right I'm just thankful, like you said, for what this little church has got going on, and I'm just proud of them, and I love everybody, and love these young men that's taking part Amen. they preaching the word. Amen. Amen. Yeah.
0: Somebody else?
3: Took my voice away. Getting out more. my i got this deep tone in my voice and I can't sing. I can't do it in a bucket no more. I know that I've got an adrenaline, blah, 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 but you know, to me, it's that I can't sing.
1: Bless the Lord. His
3: praises anymore. Why yep. I'm sitting here trying I don't sound right. But <laughs> no, now y'all pray for me. Bless even if it's Lord. just. Not that I want to get up and sing, but I want to be able to sing her hymnals. Yeah. Her songs that I love, and I'm with Bless the Lord. I
1: want
3: that back. Amen. Not that I ever thought it was anything but I'd let it go.
0: Bless the Lord. I
3: mean, because I know it wouldn't, but I could sing it, and I could feel it, not feel like I had a frog in my throat, and that I can't put my love out there and praise Him. You'll remember me. Amen.
0: Y'all heard that request. Y'all know what it's like to lose it, something and you want it back? The Bible says that the woman that lost that coin, she cared so much she swept the house out. She had a desire for it. I believe this. I believe if you desire, God can restore. I don't think you got to have a pretty voice to sing. I don't think you have to sing uh, you know, carry a tune in a bucket. But I do know what it's like to lose something. The Lord can restore that to you. Pray, church, for that request. Somebody else.
4: I flipped a couple praying and I our grandds and it said, "Who is among you that fears the Lord that obeys the voice of his servant that walketh in darkness and has no light? Let him trust in the name of the Lord and stay upon his and stay upon his God." That's right.
0: Amen. That's right. Starts with good fear. Anybody else? This <laughs> sound very simple. <laughs> <there>, I'm <laughs> yeah. Yeah, huh? Nice
4: one. All right
6: <laughs> then. Right. Hello.
5: Get to listen to me I speak every Sunday, so I'm going to be quick. The Lord, will let me be quick. Uh, right. <clears throat> Third chapter of Revelations, and the uh, seventh verse, you can turn there. Not, not much scripture here. Five verses. Had no intentions of, of uh, sharing anything in life. I Didn't feel like the Lord put anything on me when I when I got here. Uh, but then uh, Brother Gerald stood up and, and he said what he said. And it was kind of like a, you know, a trigger for me that the Lord told me to uh, to read this scripture. Uh, he got to talking about how all the, the bad things they are in this world. And, and here lately, I know they, uh, you know, my line of work, you hear a lot of people coming in talking all day long and things like that, so it's hard not to hear what's going on. And, uh, you can't really block yourselves from hearing bad things that are going on. Uh, and you should, because we should know uh, what's going on in the world because just, just Christ talks about it in this book, he talks about all of it in this book that's happening. Uh, Verse 7, chapter 3, uh, it's it's a letter that's addressed to the church of Philadelphia. It says, uh, To the angel of the church of Philadelphia write, These things saith, He that is holy, he that is true, he that hath the key of David, he that openeth and no man shutteth, and shutteth, and no man openeth. I know thou works. Behold, I have set before thee an open door, and no man can shut it. For thou hast hast a little strength, and hast kept my word, and hast not denied my name. Behold, behold, I will make them of the synagogue of Satan, which say they are Jews and are not, but do lie. Behold, I will make them to come and worship before thy feet and to know that I have loved thee, uh, because thou hast kept my word, kept the word of my patience. I will also will keep thee from the hour of temptation, which shall come upon all the world to try them that dwell upon the earth. And behold, I come quickly. Hold that fast which thou hast, that no man take thy crown. Uh, I don't know, it, here lately for me is... Uh, all this junk that we have to listen to uh, today in the world is it can get overwhelming. Yeah, uh, you can listen you know, government, uh, politics, uh, uh, people's uh, world views now, how people's morals, uh, homosexuality, uh, murder, uh, all these things that we hear on a daily basis. You know, I, I began to sit and think today. Sometimes I wish I was uh, a little kid again. I don't know if any of y'all have ever had that thought or not. But sometimes I wish I was, you know, six, seven years old, and I didn't know all these things. Yep. Uh, and I sat there and I, I dwelt on that thought. I know there's probably some songs that's written about that. But, you know what? And I sat there and I thought, well, if I, was, if I was six or seven years old, I wouldn't have to uh, worry about politics because I wouldn't know anything about it. Uh, I wouldn't have to worry about all the crime. I wouldn't know anything about it yet. Uh, And then I got to reading in this scripture right here. And in this scripture right here, there's some, there's some really important things that uh, the Lord says here. In, uh, in verse 8, it said he said, I know thy works, behold, I have set before thee an open door and no man can shut it. And then it goes down uh, and in verse 10, it says, because thou hast kept my word uh, of my patience, I will also keep thee from the hour of temptation. But if you look after on verse 10, after it says he'll keep you from the hour of temptation, it says, which shall come upon all the world. Mm-hmm. So I got, while well, I was thinking about that thought, of it. I wish I was six or seven years old. Uh, Uh, Although how nice that thought is and how cool that would be. uh, I got to thinking there, you know, uh, the Lord put me here and has let me live 26 years uh, for a reason. He has let me endure the things of this world and this time for a reason. And the reason is so that we might stand on his word and his name at a time like this. You know, it, you can read uh, through this book where it says train up a child. and That, he, that, that way he wouldn't depart when he got older. Yeah. Uh, it says that, that we should hold our ground and stick to him, uh, that we should abide in him and he'll abide in us. You know, but a lot of people aren't uh, holding their ground today. Yeah. Uh, we stand by a lot of times when we let people just run us over.
1: Yeah.
5: yeah. Uh, there's a gentleman that come into my work today and I don't believe there was a sentence that come out of his mouth that didn't have G.D. or any other curse word in it. Uh, you know, it bothers me that I can't say, hey, don't don't say that to me. I, it, and it, it offends me. It gets me in a defensive state. Yeah. Now, that's my job and I can't physically say something to him because that is my job but I've about got to the point where I just don't care anymore. Mm-hmm. I'm, tired of, I'm tired of letting people uh, run Christians into the ground, yeah. especially uh, when you're trying to walk close to it. Amen. If you've got all this negativeness, all this worldly impacts, uh, all these bad things surrounding you, and you keep letting it run you over, mm-hmm. and you keep letting it push over, There'll be eventually a time where you won't stand anymore. You'll just let it go. Now, I'm not saying, you. I'm going to go on a crazy spree at my job and lose my job and go crazy on somebody. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying that in my daily walk, if something comes up that, that I need to say something, you've got to say something. If the Lord says, you know what? I didn't like the way he worded that. And, and I think that you should stand for me right now. You should say something.
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
5: He said, because thou hast kept the word of my patience, I also will keep thee from the hour of temptation, which shall come <coughs> upon all the world. He just told us that it's going to come.
6: Mm-hmm.
5: Uh, the hour of temptation is going to come your way. Uh, and it does, it's not just temptation. The hour of, of, of oppression against you is going to come your way. We've got all this uh, Black Lives Matter junk, uh, racist junk going on. We've got uh, uh, two parties in government that can't get along with each other, and they're yeah. running the country into the ground because of it. Yeah. Uh, it's, not, it's not one party or the other party that's running into the ground. It's the whole thing and its whole shebang. And the big picture is here, it's because we stopped trusting in God. Amen. And we've stopped leaning on him. He said that, that if we would uh, if keep his word, the word of my patience, I'll also keep thee from the hour of temptation. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes I look and I think, no wonder we've got all this stuff going on. We've got so many people that don't take a stand for what Christ says to stand for it goes on there and it says uh, after it says the hour of temptation says which shall come upon all the world to try them that dwell upon the earth that's all of us all of us Christian sinners all it's all of them that, that, are, that dwell upon the earth so, so if the same oppression comes against the sinners that comes against me my response should be different than the rest of the world.
0: Yeah.
5: If someone comes uh, uh, pushing homosexuality or pushing racism or pushing all this junk that's coming in our world against me and then is pushing it against the sinner, my reaction and my words should be different yeah. than the one standing next to me Amen. because I'm a Christian. That's right. I have morals and I'm basing my morals of my life off of Christ because that's what he wants me to do. Right. So our, our response should be different. But we live in a world where it's not. Yeah. We just say, well, I don't want to offend anybody because it's politically correct. If you want to be gay, be gay. That's okay. That's not what Christ says. Not. That's not what the Word says. He says that we should stand on His Word. And He said right here that if we would stand on His Word, uh, that, that, that He would lift us up if time of temptation come to us. On verse 11 there it says He said behold I come quickly Hold that fast Which thou hast He's saying Hold on Hold on to what you've got Hold on to your salvation Hold on to the ways that He set For us to walk in I'm sorry but I may be Mr. Negative today But we're not holding on Some of us have let go some must have let go of what this book says what we should stand on. Uh, I don't know, I, I may be sounding rebellious or, or whatever. Right? As long as it's in God's word, I don't see it rebellious, I see it as what he told us to do. Yeah. But he said that he comes quickly in the whole fast which thou hast, yeah. that no man take thy crown. You know, the world can can bring you down in a hurry. It It really can. Uh, When I experience all this junk at work, it brings me down. I don't know about y'all, but if you're walking across and you hear somebody come in and use his name in vain, it'll do one of two things. It'll either make you mad and defensive, or it'll bring you down. And you'll brush it up. And then you'll think, well, maybe I should have said something. Mm. There's one more place I want you to turn before, before I turn it back over to whoever the Lord had, had it. Uh, in the book of Acts. The book of Acts. I believe it's in the 16th chapter. You know, this is really popular scripture. Uh book of Acts in the 16th chapter. Uh, we'll start with verse 23. Paul, Paul and Silas are, are in the prison here. We all know this scripture. Verse 23 says, And when they had laid many stripes upon them, they cast them into the prison, charging the jailer to keep them safely who, having received such a charge, thrust them into the inner prison and made their feet fast in the stocks. And at midnight, Paul and Silas prayed and sang praises unto God, and the prisoners heard them. And verse 26, and suddenly there was a great earthquake so that the foundations of the prisons were shaken, and immediately all the doors were opened and everyone's bonds were loosed. So we all know this this, this miracle here that Christ performed for Paul and Silas, we all we all look at what they're doing here, and that's what the scripture, the highlight of it is. They were praying and worshiping God at midnight in the prison cell. Uh, it's the same thing that Christ tells us all through this book, that when you're in with all the nastiness, and you feet are in the stocks, and you're chained down, uh, if you're a believer in Christ you're not chained you're free you're free yeah uh, you can be in the prison and be free
6: yeah
5: when you're in that spot you're still supposed to be standing for him
6: yeah
5: that's what Paul and Silas done it said they sang praises till midnight to God and then the Lord came through for him and he sent that earthquake and the man ends up getting saved from it uh so how important is it that we actually do take a stand for Christ? Uh, on our daily walks, on our jobs, uh, wherever we go, uh, especially outside these church doors, it's easy to make a stand for Christ in here. It really is. You can stand up and tell, tell this whole church, I love the Lord and I thank him for what he's done for me. And you can be sincere about it. Amen. And he'll bless you while you're here. But when you walk out and you don't, Tell people that you love the Lord and you don't mention his name again until the next Sunday morning. Mm -hmm. That's not making a stand for Christ. Yeah. That's making a stand for yourself in church to make you feel good Mm -hmm. and then going about your way. Mm -hmm. We say, well, brother, I felt I felt him while I was here when I stood up and testified for him. You may very well have. But you can't tell me that you stand up on Sunday morning and say you love the Lord. Go through the week. Don't mention him at all. Don't make a stand for him. Don't uh, point out that someone's wrong. uh, Don't try to live for him and stand on what he told you to stand on and then come back in the church and say, "Uh, I love the Lord. Mm -hmm. You're living a double life there. and It ain't one that Christ is proud of. And and That's blunt, but it's not. Uh, If you're going to follow him, you've got to follow him. uh, Every day of the week. And you got to stand on what he said to stand on. You can't uh, sway back and forth. Uh, and somewhere in, in Matthew, Mark, Luke, or John, somewhere in there, it says that uh, the stone that was, that was thrown away by you builders uh, that you thought was, was, was nothing is now the head cornerstone. Mm-hmm. And, it, and then Christ says that, that we are built on a strong foundation and that a man that doesn't build his house on a strong foundation that when the winds come, it would blow him away. That's right. I can tell you, if the only time you mention the Lord is in church on Sunday, you ain't sitting on a strong foundation. Because mm-hmm. when you exit the doors after feeling good on Sunday, and you get in the world, and on Monday, the world hits you in the face, you're going to fall down. Yeah. Most <coughs> preachers <laughs> preach that scripture about the foundation on the foundation of salvation there. But there's more to a strong foundation it's an everyday walk and he said that if we would hold fast to his to his word uh, that he would give us the strength to overcome our temptations I don't know why he's giving me this scripture and I uh, it's really not an easy one to to, to to preach on or, or teach on it's not uh, usually because it gets people a little mad at you. But if you're mad, there's a reason why you're mad, and the Lord has let you know uh, that reason. And it may be because uh, you ain't making a stand. And I wouldn't stand up here and, and, and preach this if I hadn't been in the same spot. Mm-hmm. I've made stands on Sunday and then not lived for the rest of the week. I found myself in the altar every Sunday too because I, I was living a double life there. Yeah. It's not that I didn't know Christ. It's not that I wasn't trying to live for Him. It's not that I didn't love Him. It's not that I didn't thank Him for what He'd done for me. It's just that I wasn't doing anything for Him. Yeah. When He's done everything for us. I don't know. I, uh, I've just come to a point... Uh, in my walk with him that all this, these things that come in from the world that try to influence us and push us one direction or push us the other, uh, the things that are supposed to be politically correct, things that you're not supposed to say to people uh, because it might offend them. If I say something about Christ to somebody and it offends them, it'll be the best thing that's ever been said to them. Mm-hmm. It'll be the best thing even if it does offend them. Even if they do get mad at you, you know there's some people that you just want to, you just want to just grab a hold of and tell them, hey, you ain't got to live like this no more, uh, because there's one that died for you, and and he he paid the price, and, and I want you to know about him. There's people you just want to grab a hold of and just hold on to them and tell them that before they can get away from you. But we don't do that no more. My, my papa, uh, before he passed away, I used to go and, and eat lunch with him. Uh, every day I, I worked very close to my grandparents' house. And uh, I would, I'd come in there and I'd fix me a sandwich, and he'd always be in his recliner. Uh, he'd be watching preaching on TV, he'd be watching the Braves, he'd be watching Gunsmoke. And I'd sit there and I'd watch that with him and uh and then i'd usually get up and go go back to work after lunch was over but there's one thing that he would always uh, always talk to me about and he would always make sure uh, that he talked to me about it uh, before i left his house now me and my papa didn't have many conversations because he wasn't a man of many words uh, he didn't have a whole lot to say he didn't have a really good mind uh, but he always he always asked me this he say, son uh, are you right with the Lord? Mm-hmm. He would always ask me that question. And I'd say, well, well Papa, oh, and, yeah, I, I've been going to church. At the time, I was living for the Lord. I was doing what Mason wanted to do. But I remember that in my mind, and it stuck there. Mm-hmm. He'd say, are you living for the Lord? Mm-hmm. He'd ask me, and I, I ain't kidding, he'd ask me every day, that I went to eat lunch with him. It it don't matter if we sat there and didn't say a word to each other for the whole hour that we watched his show that I ate lunch. Before I left, he'd say, well, uh, are you right with the Lord? And I always say, yeah, Papa, I'm good, and I'd leave. He would make a stand. He made his stand sitting in the recliner. That man didn't (laughs) go nowhere. He didn't do anything. He He sits in the recliner most of the days, and he watched TV. But he was still making a stand for God, And what he knew was right to the one person that he could at the time I don't know about you but I see a lot of people through my day a lot of people Mm -hmm. and I'm sure that all of you do too try to pick one to tell about Christ just one start with one one you'll find that when you start to try to minister about who our Lord is to someone, uh, that when a topic comes up uh, about Him, you're the first to jump in mm-hmm. and say, well, well, let me tell you about the Lord. Mm-hmm. It gets easier.
6: Yeah,
5: It gets easier. When someone comes up to you and says, have a blessed day, you say, well, you had a blessed day. I'm already, I'm already blessed.
6: Mm-hmm.
5: It gets easier it does, as you keep doing it. I worked putting on metal roofs for about a year. And I remember the first roof I put on, it was about 90 degrees that day. And when I got done with it, I I thought I'd never do it again. It was awful. Awful hot. And I hated it. I didn't know what I was doing. And I remember going home that evening, I thought, I'll never do this again. I'll never do it again. This is awful. I got up the next day, and I went and I went to another roof and I put another roof on. As I went and done it, it got easier to do because it, it got more natural to me. The heat, it was okay because I got used to the heat. Uh, I got used to learning how to build everything. It became easier. If you start working for Christ, it becomes easier. Think in your mind of, of, of a time when you minister to someone. Some of you are thinking, I can't think of time. Maybe it's time you minister to someone. But think of a time when you told someone about Christ. You how nervous you was before you spoke to Him. Now, don't tell me you wasn't nervous because I know you was. And then after that you engaged in the conversation and you got it out and you told them about who Christ was and what He'd done for you. And you walked away the feeling that the Lord blessed you with. Saying, I'm proud of you. Yeah. You spoke up for me. Think about that time and think the next time you've done it if he wasn't as nervous Uh, the next time uh, the Lord has put so many things in my mind when I first started singing I was scared to sing I was afraid I was awful as I started singing more it got easier as you start talking about the Lord people it gets easier to talk about So that's a way that we can make a stand for him. Uh, You don't have to get mad like I do sometimes. I shouldn't get mad. Uh, But when I hear someone use my Lord and Savior's name in vain, it'll make you mad. Because he deserves glory, Mm -hmm. not slander. He deserves all the praise that we have. Uh, Everything that we have within us, that's what he deserves. (coughs) Because it ain't nothing that we got in uh, within us that, that could give him anywhere close to what he deserves. Uh, but it's but it's our reasonable service, is what Paul says. Yeah. It's our reasonable service to worship and praise him. And it's also our reasonable service to stand up for him. Yeah. It's our reasonable service that when there's something wrong in front of you that you speak and say that ain't right. Yeah. Uh, I, I can't I can't uh, agree with that. Uh, because this book right here in my Lord and Savior says that it's wrong speak up make a stand for Christ Amen. I'm not telling you to go crazy and, and go uh, try to uh, uh, get fired from work or or anything like that I just want, want us to stop getting run
1: over mm-hmm.
5: stop getting run over mm-hmm. <laughs> I can, one more thing and, I, and I'll and I'll sit down. I remember I was with a with a friend that was a with a uh, he's a Christian and, and I used to I used to work with him at Lowe's. Back when I worked at Lowe's, but, <coughs> and I knew he was a Christian. And I knew he lived right. He was living better than I was at the time. Let's be honest. It, it, I remember a uh, man coming up, and me and him both tried to help him. Uh, find what he needed, and he was, he was very uh, ornery and, and mad and, and hateful about it. And uh, that man, uh, he, he said the Lord's name in vain. And my buddy that was with me he said, Hey, he said, I, I don't care to help you one bit, but I would, I'd appreciate it if you wouldn't say my Lord's name in vain. Because that's my Lord you're talking about. That's right. I don't want to hear you. I don't care to help you because it's my job. But I don't want you to say that. He took a stand, mm-hmm. and I looked at. And I remember thinking about about the young man that I worked with, and thinking, "Wow, you don't hear that much. Yeah, you don't hear people make a stand for Christ much. Yeah, it's time we start standing up for Him, especially in the world we live in today. Yeah. When I got home this evening, uh, there's a free TV channel that, and I begin to. Uh, I sit there and play with her and talk to her and I just happen to look up uh, and and two men, grown men, uh, kissing each other on the TV, on a kid's channel, Mm -hmm. on the TV. Mm -hmm. Now my little girl don't know that that's wrong right now, but she can see that. Mm -hmm. She can see it.
3: Mm -hmm. Now
5: I I got all over Keisha and I got mad and we don't watch that channel no more. (laughs) But they see that. And if we don't stand up for it, they'll grow up thinking it's okay. That's right. if, we don't, if we keep letting the world run us over with all these things, our children will grow up and say, well, that's normal. It's not normal. Yeah. If we think it's immorally correct uh, to correct people on what God says is wrong, then children won't know it's wrong when they get older. Even if the situation's uncomfortable and it's wrong, mm-hmm. you've still got to speak up. You've still got to say it's wrong. Because God said Amen. that if you would stick to him in the ways that, that he said was right, and you would back up what he said was right, that he would back you up. That's what he said. Amen. I'll back you up if you back me up. Amen. He's always had my back. I always had his I ain't always stood on his, uh, what he said. I ain't always done what he wants me to. But I'm tired of not doing what he wants me to. Uh, especially when, when we live in a world where people say, well, I don't say that because it's not. Uh, just don't, don't go there. I'm just going to start going there. Because I'm, 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 I'm to the point where I just, my relationship with God and the know that he's got my back like he has it, And he wants me to stand on his word. Yeah. It's the least I can do. It's the least I can do. Because I don't want uh, my children or y'all's children or anybody else's children to grow up in a world that thinks it's okay because I didn't say something about it. Amen. Shame on the people that put that on the TV channel. Yeah. You know, the people that run that TV channel, they thought that was okay. Mm-hmm. And it's funny that it was on a children's show. Influence a young mind yeah. that didn't know that yeah. it was wrong. Mm-hmm. It's intentional. Yep. It's there. It's subliminal. It's intentional. They put it there so that they will think that it's okay. All this racism that children are growing up with now, it's there. And when they grow up, they're going to think it's okay to be a racist. Yeah. They're going to think it's okay to stand in the streets and protest and burn things because they want to. Yeah. We need Christians that say, well, that's wrong because God says it's wrong. Yeah. And then they'll know it's wrong. We live in a world where people think that wrong is right and right is wrong, that's
0: right. and that's
5: what Christ said. You can read it, Matthew, in the twenty-sixth verse or twenty-sixth chapter. Read all about it, yep. all the way to chapter twenty-eight. I don't know if this is the end times. He said no man would know, but I—it's getting pretty bad. When My two-year-old child can see that kind of stuff on a TV channel, man, that I can't even regulate. It's sad, but I tell you what, it ain't, it ain't gonna get me down, because I'm gonna keep standing on Him, and He's gonna keep backing me up, yeah. and I'm gonna keep backing Him up. Amen. And He said that that I would stick with Him, that He would stick with me, and that if I would stand up for Him when it's time to stand up for Him, He said that that uh. It, I, talked about prayer uh, not too long ago, and he said that if you get in your closet and pray to him in a si- silent, secret place in your closet in secret and pray to him, then he will reward you openly. That's right. You can't tell me he won't do the same thing yeah. if you stand on his word. Amen. Even if it's just you and one other individual and you say, well, that's wrong. Amen. Because Christ tells me that's wrong. Yeah. And I'm going to stand for what he said. We ain't got to announce it to the world. We just got to live it as an individual. Yeah. He'll reward you. Amen. He will. Uh, let's, let's stand for Him. Mm-hmm. You can read, I've heard all sorts of pastors preach messages about standing up for God and, and, and what was right and, and the statutes that He set for us, the commandments He set for us. But there ain't no more important time than now to do it. It I don't care if you're a a Democrat or a Republican and you're voting for Trump, if you're voting for Biden. I don't care what you vote for or who you vote for. I just care that you stand on what God said. If God says it's wrong, it's wrong. Amen. If it's right, it's right.
0: That's right.
5: There is no gray area. Amen. Christ didn't even spit you out. That's right. He spits you out if you were lukewarm. That's right. He said there's there's no straddle in the fence. Amen. Wrong is wrong. Right is right. Amen. And if you don't know what's wrong and right, right here is the place to figure it out. Amen. Maybe you should get on your knees and, and, and work some things out with the Lord. And I believe that he'll show you what's wrong and what's right. That's right. Because he tells me when I'm wrong. And if you do something wrong and you don't... Realize it's wrong. There's a chance that you might not have Christ with you. Because he tells me when I do wrong. And others tell me when I do wrong. I love him. I I plan on doing any of this. If I defended you, I don't apologize for it. Because this book says it's right. Uh, Maybe it'll make you uh, go home and And think about what's right and wrong. And make you uh, think about some things that go through your week that you might can make a stand for. I can name several in my head right now that I can make a stand for. That I have. I can tell you this, I plan to. Amen. I plan to. I'm making plans to stand for what God said to stand for so that I don't have to see my children raised up in this awful world, not knowing what's right and wrong. You know, we whip our kids. Well, I, well some people do. <laughs> whip their kids to tell them and to show them, not to abuse them, but to show them what's right and wrong. Yeah. When they grab something that's hot and they get burnt, they won't do it again because I got hurt. If my little girl tells me no, mm-hmm. I spank her. Mm-hmm. Not because I want to. Yeah. But because she needs to know when dad says no, it means no. That's right. And Christians need to know that when Christ says no, right. it's no. Amen. When he says homosexuality is a sin, it's a sin.
0: Amen. Yeah.
5: Well, Lord, everybody else agrees with it. No. I don't care if they do or not. Because you said no. Yeah. Just like a child would tempt the Lord. Yeah. If I tell Whitley no not to grab something, do you know what she does? Uh-huh. She stands there until I'm not looking. Uh-huh. And then she'll look my way. Yeah. And she'll reach for it. Yeah. Until I look. And then when she looks, she, she kinda tests me a little bit to see if I'm gonna spank her again. Why do we do that with God? Yeah. Why? Why do we play games with Him? Amen. I don't want to spank Him from the Lord. No. I don't. I've done God a couple. Yeah. And they wasn't pleasant. But I can tell you, uh, I know that what I've done is wrong now. Mm -hmm. I know. Stand on what He said. Yeah. And, And live what He said. Uh, You don't don't have to be mixed up with the people of this world and their ways. God said we're a a special people. In the book of Ephesians, he said we're special. Mm -hmm. We're called for him. We're different. We look look different to people. We're supposed to. We're supposed to look different to people. But yet, a lot of us blend in. Mm How... we're supposed to be lights, salt of the earth. Mm-hmm. I can tell you right now, 100% honesty, I ain't the light that I could be.
0: Mm-hmm. much heart, amen. And I ain't
5: salted as much as I should be. Amen. And I hope we can all say that. Yeah. Uh, if you've got nothing else but watching me stand up here and, and say blunt things and mean things, I hope you get one thing and that's that right is right, wrong is wrong if God says it's right, it's right if he says it's wrong, it's wrong
6: okay.
5: and then when something is presented to you that someone's swaying is wrong or right and they just really don't want to say nothing you better back him up you better back him up mm-hmm. there's consequences for not mm-hmm. there's consequences for not doing what he said to do Man. You don't believe me? Read Jonah. Read the book of Jonah. There's consequences for not doing what God tells you to do. Yep. Read Read book of, uh, in Judges where Samson was great. Was given a great strength for him, and he just slaughtered it and just used it because he had a because he had a problem with women. Mm-hmm. Yep. He didn't use what God gave him because he had a problem of his own that he wanted to yep. to to go after. didn't care if it was right or wrong. That's the world. They don't care. Yeah. They don't care. The sinner don't care if if you think this book's right or wrong. Mm -hmm. They just want to do what they want to do. If no one steps up to show them that it actually is wrong, they'll never know. They'll never know. A lot of one question that's asked in a lot of churches today, especially big churches, uh, to pastors is: is if you have a, if you have someone that comes in your church that's that's homosexual or bisexual or whatever they call it nowadays, uh, are you going to turn them away? Uh, no, we shouldn't turn them away. We shouldn't turn them away. We should welcome them in, and we should tell them who Jesus is. Yeah. Tell him who he is and what he can do for him. Yeah. Let him show him it's wrong. Yeah. We're not in any means supposed to condone it or accept it. Mm-hmm. In no way. We're supposed to let them know it's wrong. Yeah. What they're doing is wrong. Yeah. Uh, you can't mix sheep and wolves together. Uh, there's a lot of a lot of wolves acting like sheep. And then one day, when the <laughs> Lord says that uh, when, the, when the tares grow up and the wheat grows up, he will be able to tell the fakes from the real ones, and they'll be weeded out, and and, and then the fakes will be cut, cast into a fire and burned. Yep. burn.
6: That's, right.
5: Be burned. That's right. right. I can go. I can keep going, and I'm, I'm gonna step down and sit on my seat before I do keep going. I love the Lord, and uh, I'm I'm gonna stand on what He says. Amen. I'm gonna stand on it. Amen. And back it up. He loves mm-hmm. you and he died for you and it's so undeserving and, and so unworthy of it and he died for you and you didn't even know he did and that's the sad part people don't know that they have a savior yeah they can teach them what's right and wrong Amen. and they love them enough to die for them and yet they walk around and, and slander his name because nobody else tell them it's wrong I love him. Though. I'll turn it over.
0: Whoever else has part. You Guys, Bible, open the book of Amos. And we'll give you a minute to find it. It's something about I don't know ten books before the end of the Old Testament. If that helps you at all. Somewhere around there. Chapter six. Brother Jeremy got up and preached. I'm not, I'm not going to be long. Y'all don't believe me, but I really am not. Uh, Brother Jeremy got up and preached Sunday morning about stepping up. That'd be a good title for it, wouldn't it? He said a lot of other stuff, too. But... I got, that's what I got. That's what I needed, maybe. Everybody else got what they need. The Mason preaches on standing. And he said there's consequences. And I'm sitting there thinking, if you'll sit down, I'll tell him. Because what the Lord gave me was in Amos chapter 6. And I'm not trying to finish his message or add to it. This is what God gave me actually about a week ago. And uh, you may say, well, but we're the good people. We're all here. It's Wednesday night, you know. Aren't we the ones that are standing So I'd really like to dig into that. That's why I wanted you to turn to Amos chapter 6, and I want you to read this scripture with me, and I'd like for you just to dig into that just a bit, and see if there might be some room. Look at verse 1, chapter 6, book Amos says, Woe to them that are at ease in Zion. You know what the difference of standing is? It's reclining. It's being at ease. Sit down to rest. Uh, the book of Here says, whoa, that means uh, be careful. This is a warning that I'm giving you to them that are at ease in Zion. That's Jerusalem. So that's Judah. So that's the people who are on the right side. Y'all follow me. They're, they're, they're closer to following God than the separated Israelite. Because the next part says, and trust in the mountains of Samaria. So that's Israel. That's, that's the northern tribes versus the southern tribes. In other words, it says, Woe to them that are at ease, whether you're in the right spot or you're in the wrong spot. But if in any way you call yourself by my name, woe to you if you're at ease. Right? So, so look at this. It, it says, uh, uh, Woe to them that are at ease in Zion and trust in the mountains of Samaria, which are named chief of the nations to whom the house of Israel came. Pass ye unto Kalne and see, and from thence go ye to Hamath the Great. Then go down to Gath of the Philistines, and be they better than these kingdoms, or their border greater than your border. Ye that put away far away the evil day, and cause the seed of violence to come near, that lie upon beds of ivory, and stretch themselves upon their couches, and eat the lambs out of the flock and the calves out of the midst of the stall, that chant to the sound of the viol and invent to themselves instruments of music like David, that drink wine and bowls and anoint themselves with the chief ointments, but they are not grieved for the affliction of Joseph. I want to give you the picture he's painting here. He's painting a picture of people that are concerned more about themselves than they are anything else. Now, we're all the good people. We got the, we got the good guys in the house tonight. If you snuck in here as an enemy, I'm watching you. But the rest of you, I think are are good. But the Bible teaches us that we must be careful that we do not become complacent, self-centered. By the way, Self-centeredness is a key point of worldliness. You know what the problem was in all of Israel was that they wouldn't let God be king of their life. That's the main problem. They wouldn't let God be king of their life. But every man did that which was right in his own eyes. That self-centeredness, right? They they become so selfish and self-centered that they took care of their own needs. Mason talked about how you could come in here and stand up and it be about you and not about God. Verse 6 says that drink wine in bowls. It's an allusion to using the bowls that were meant uh, for the sacrifices, the bowls that were meant as special in the house of God to satisfy themselves. They Listen, they anoint themselves with the chief ointments. In other words, the stuff that was supposed to be set apart... Godly things they use for themselves. Whoa, right? Look at verse 7. Therefore, now shall they go captive with the first that go captive. And the banquet of them that stretch themselves shall be removed. It's actually talking here about in these banquets how they would hoop and holler and get excited. And and the the murmur and and, and the the mirth and laughter that would happen in a party has now changed to something all very different. Look at verse 8. The Lord God has sworn by himself, saith the Lord God of hosts, I abhor the excellency of Jacob, and I hate his palaces. Therefore will I deliver up the city with all that is therein. And it shall come to pass, if there remain ten men in one house, that they shall die. In other words, after the invaders come in and took people away, if anybody happened to make it even through that, that something would happen to those that remained. And a a famine, a pestilence, disease, they would die. Now look, 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 we're not there yet. That's... That sounds bad. They've been taken away captive, the first captives that were taken. Uh, they, their cities have been burned and terrible things have happened, and now there's dying. Look at verse 10 says, And a man's uncle shall take him up. That, that's telling you the father's dead, right? That's what it's telling you. Because his uncle's in there to get his dead body. A man's uncle shall take him up, and he that burneth him, because that's all they could do to get rid of the, the pestilence was to burn the bodies. To bring out the bones out of the house shall say unto him that is by the sides of the house, Is there yet any with it? So, so somebody's standing outside this house. Now I'm trying to get this picture. And as Mason began to preach and he began to pull out what he's pulling out, it was like, Oh God, I see where he was headed. I just didn't know. I, I, I. And so outside the house is one person who's still there. The one faithful, the remnant, the only one that made it. Y'all with me? The, everybody in the house is dead. Nobody made it. They were either carried away captive into the world, right? Y'all know what that looks like. That's when the Christian turns away from God and just goes back out to the world, and he's taken captive. And he wonders how he got that way. Later on, you know, he'll he'll wonder at some point how did I get this way. Well, he, he he rested. He he got at ease with with the battlefield. Because it was this a war, it's a battle that we're in. The Bible is very clear about the war that we're in, and he become ease, and, and so he took all the things of the world, and he, he fell asleep, and the world took him away captive. And then there are some that that won't survive. It, it, the battle will be so great they won't survive, and so this one is left by the house. And the question is asked, is there yet any with thee? And he shall say no. There's a period after that no. And I wish we had the rest of what he was about to say. Because he is about to say something. He's about to say You say, how do you know he's about to say something? Well, you read the next line and you'll understand. He was about to say something. And I know because he's the only one left, he must be the only true and faithful one that was left. Are you all with me? Look what it says. And he shall say no. Then shall he, that's the other guy, say, hold thy tongue. In other words, he was about to say something. For we may not make mention of the name of the Lord. That is where the church is headed. That's at ease in this world. So I'm going to give you this crazy thought. The Lord gives me crazy notions. I'm going to give you the crazy thought that the Lord gave me a few days ago. And I've been pondering it. And so I'm going to leave it with you. And then I want us to close in prayer unless somebody else has something that they need to do. And when you pray, I really want you. To, I want you to be serious with God about finding out, is there any part of your Christian walk and in your life that's at ease? It's not standing. Mason said, and I'm glad he didn't say it. I was hoping he wasn't going to say it. He said, there's two or three things that I could stand in. I don't know if that's exactly how I said it. But I was like, don't say it, Because that's what God's working on in his life.
6: Mm-hmm.
0: But there might be some things in your life where you could maybe step up, as Brother Jeremy told us, and not stay at ease in Zion. And so I'm going to give you this thought. I'm pretty sure everybody in here likes to eat. Don't be liars. Y'all ain't dead, so you eating. All right, so I want you to just imagine. Don't say it out loud. Just imagine, what's your favorite buffet? If you could pick one. Even if they don't have one that's your favorite, if I had one, what would be your favorite buffet? Think about it, everybody gets I mean it get something in your mind. Have a picture. If I could pick any buffet to go at and eat at, that's the one I'd want to eat at. I'm talking about food. Don't somebody be cute and say something spiritual about the Lord's table. Okay? Y'all real people. Y'all like to eat. Alright. Now think about this. What if I told you we're headed there, Jeremy? to your favorite buffet. But Jeremy just had the biggest meal of his life. How much is Jeremy going to enjoy the buffet? Don't you hate to go somewhere and you're full? Yeah. (laughs) I was hungry yesterday afternoon and I got a bag of chips and my daughter said to me, We're going to eat supper in just a minute. You're going to ruin your appetite. Amen. Amen. Y'all do that? So the Lord showed me something I want to share with you, and I think it'll be a benefit to you, and then then we're going going to pray, and I I, I really beg you to be serious with God. It ain't going to make no difference, Brian. You can put on all the show you want to. It ain't going to make no difference. Anybody else in this room? It sure is hard for God to fill us up if we're never empty. Now, just stay with me. I got, I, got, I got two points I want to make on that. I mean, it's really hard to enjoy that meal when God really has presented us a great meal to feast upon if we're not in a position to receive it. Are y'all with me? So what makes us full that we can't receive what God has for us? And I'm going to give you two things. And One of them, you're probably going to say, I knew you were going to say that. Number one, if you fill yourself up on the world, it sure is hard to receive what God wants you to have. It's because you're already full. You're just full of the things of the world. Matter of fact, it's the devil's greatest trick. He's been doing it a long time. Matter of fact, he'll try to rip the Lord away from you because he can't do it. But rather, if he can give you a bunch of his stuff. Amen. Now now listen, did y'all realize the big trick that he just pulled on you? Because then you you come before God and God has got the best laid out. It's your favorite buffet. And you can't take none of it. And you can't grow from it. You can't do nothing with it. Because you're full of the world. You're at ease in Zion. I, I actually picture, when I picture that, that, that line, you're at ease in Zion. Some, some wealthy aristocrat, fat and overweight, stuff in his face. Right? At ease. How many of this world has gotten fat? How I many good church Christians, I hope, have gotten fat off the world? But I want to give you one more. And I hope that this, this pertains to more of us than the first one does. God has given us some good things to eat here lately. Hey Amen. we've come to the house of God, and I've been fed. I don't know about y'all. I mean, the Spirit's been high, filled up. I, I can't wait for somebody to ask me, how church go? I'm like, you know, I set people up. I do. I set them up. I ask them how their service went, just so they'll ask me how mine
6: went.
0: Yeah. Amen. Because I want to tell them what the Lord's doing. Mm-hmm. What do you do with what He feeds you? Now, I want you to know. I think about this now. I I I I, I knew uh, uh, we've had we have lots of different students that come in and out of our schools. And, and, and we've seen many different types of syndromes and problems that kids have, that different things going on in their lives. And there was this young child who was raised in a home where they never fed him at all. And 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 so from a, like a baby, he, he didn't get a lot of food, and so he got taken out of home. He now is adopted into this home, and it's a good home. But, buddy, he'll steal food and hoard it and hide it in just a moment, right? Because he's afraid that that may be the last meal he'll ever get. And, and so, and like I'm talking about years have passed in this boy's life and he still, he battles this problem, right? You know, Christians do the same thing. We'll, we'll let the Lord come in here and bless us and we'll hold on to that blessing for the next six months. Boy, now that was a good service. And that's all we want to talk about. But what we ought to do is digest it.
6: Yeah,
0: sure. But Jeremy said step up, he ought not to be preaching that next Sunday. Amen. Mm-hmm. Why? Because we should have digested it and we should have stepped up. Yeah. Right? If, if you don't do something with it and you don't grow with it, you, you don't have any more emptiness for God to fill you up the next time. Mm-hmm. Now think about it for just a moment. I had a hard time thinking about what my favorite buffet would be. Go figure. Go figure. I had several things I wanted to pick from. Now, think about this. The Lord is so good to us that He'll give you what you need today. And if you'll take that back home and digest it and spend some time with Him on it and get that thing down, when you come back the next time, He'll offer you something else. You can grow and you can be good. Mason said, it's like start first time and it's hard and the next time it's easier and then it gets even well that's because the Lord Mm -hmm. it really isn't about you and it isn't just about how eloquent a speaker you become it's really that the Lord gives you something new that you didn't have before Mm -hmm. and because you took it and you digested it and you did something with it so I'm going to take it a step further Jeremy Talked about stepping up. Mason talked about standing. And so I would like to just say to you, it's now time to step out. It's it's time to move close, to grow more, to get where he wants us to be at. How'd I do that? Get empty. how do I get empty? Well, if it's the world, then the Bible says that you have to bring it to. Him. Confess your Sins and falsehood, he's just and faithful to forgive you. And he can, he can provide you what you need, and he can get you empty so that then he can fill you up. If it's, if it's that you've been coming to church and it's been good and things were good, okay, then what's the next step of growth for you? It ain't just that we have good meetings and good services and hold hey, everybody, hey, just just I like you just like you are right now. Don't change, I'll stay right there and come No, no. No. So I, I was telling somebody about our, about our shout service. Nick floating in the back. <laughs> Levi tried to cry to me in the back or something. I don't, I don't really know what happened back here. It just good, I know it was. <laughs> but what happens when that spreads? What happens when you step up? And you become the shouter. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Now I'm not just picking on Josh. Because it'll be all 'all. Mm y'all. Well, that's not for me, Well, Then tell the Lord to take it off the buffet. Because that's what you're telling me. You don't know what the Lord's got for you. I believe his scripture says, "Try." You know what I want? I want to get empty. So that I can be filled back up. We got to get into church. So that he can put something else into us. Grow us the next step. Step up. Step out. Stand firm. I had no idea where the road takes us but I know who's leading if we'll follow him. Anybody else got anything you need to do before we pray? Then stand with us all over the house.